Eagle Show. We are glad you're with us on this fine Monday, deciphering the NFL draft to the Green Bay Packers' place in it. We are glad to have you. If you want to find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Ben at Ben Z. Kenny. Over on Twitter, you can follow him there. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, simply the Bill Michaels Show, the Bill Michaels Show. Same thing over on Facebook too. If you want to watch us live over there, um, you can subscribe for free. If you want to watch the show each and every day on YouTube and on Twitch TV when I'm here, uh, which is more often than not, but I have not been here as of late over the last couple of weeks. But uh, I don't have anything really planned to go anywhere until mid July now, Ben. So you get a reprieve. I was just looking at the schedule. I have some cigar dinners and such, so I'm going to be on the road. But you get a bit of a reprieve. Do I get the reprieve? Or do the people get the reprieve? Well, you get the reprieve. I'm sure sure there's a lot of people out there that don't give two dams about me. Uh, I enjoyed Friday. Friday was fun. They're waiting for the Ben Kenny show. You know, so. But, yeah, I don't. uh, I mean, I'm going to be traveling, but it's not that I'm not going to be doing the show. So I'm going to be pretty much on might be one day or so, but uh, for the most part, it'll be uh, all the way through the mid-portion of July is the next time I'm really on a vacation. So, so I'm back for a while. They can also follow us on YouTube. They can follow us on Twitch TV, simply Bill Michaels Show. You can email the program, the, T-H-E, Bill Michaels at uh, gmail.com. Uh, also track us down on the website, thebillmichaels.com. And if you want to listen to the program, I had a lot of people. Uh, I don't. We, we say it every show. And people always email me, how can I listen? I keep telling you, if you want to listen to the program or listen to our programming, you can get live. You can download the app, which is on WOZN. It's the Zone Madison. Just go to your phone, go to a pad, go to your laptop, whatever. You can just simply either go to thebillmichaels.com or you can just download the app, which is the Zone Madison or W-O-Z-N, you can look it up and it just you, you search it on your Play Store or whatever it happens to be, and it pops right up. Just download it, and you can track us down that way. Uh, you can also uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcast after the fact. So plenty of ways to get a hold of us. I had on Friday, mm, I don't know, 10, 15 people. Uh, the email started coming in, you know, how do we get a hold of you, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, that being said, um, that's the way you find us. Download that app. Plus, a lot of people tend to kind of try to track us down after the Brewers games, the early day games for the Brewers get underway. And, oh, my God, where can I find you? That's how. Find us over on the zone, WOZN. Um, the, uh, this is from Matthew. So good morning. Uh, welcome back. Uh, ben under- underestimates himself. Did a good job on Friday and didn't troll one single person. Are you known for trolling people or is that more me? Huh. I'm trying to think about my. I, I I'm known to troll. I, I think it happens more in the college realm. I I troll people all the time. So, Rick says you did a good job. Um, JJ says Van S is more of a four three guy, but hopefully he adjusts quickly. Yeah, but see, here's the thing: they don't run a true four three or three four for that matter. They just don't. Usually they're in nickel, which means there's two down linemen at best. And then stand-up edge rushers and either one or two linebackers. But for the most part, they run nickel most of the time. I think it was – what did they what – was, what was the percentage um, that they had stated? It was uh, 
I think it was like 70% of the time they were in nickel or something like that. It was some outrageous number that's, that they were in nickel most of the time. They were not in a, a true base defense. So, I, you know, and again, you've got to the, the master of destruction, which is Joe Barry running this thing. <laughs> I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. But, uh, but, yeah, Joe Barry doesn't run base defenses, you know. Uh, John says, no O-line picks. Kind of surprised me a little bit, but they have a good group and maybe wanted to, the continuity for Jordan Love up front. If there's not a tackle there, which would, would have been the only area I would have gone, if there's not a tackle there, then you don't pick one just to pick one. I, I they, they filled the other needs on this team, but you don't grab a tackle just to grab a tackle, just to say you did. So I appreciate that. Uh, I thought that they might get one because you don't think that Bakhtiari is going to be back next year after this season unless, you know, something else happens. But um, I I wouldn't grab one just to grab one. And don't forget, in this upcoming offseason, they're going to have all kinds of cash once Rodgers and, and the, you know, the big $40 million come off the books. So and they don't have a lot of money right now as it is because uh, I'm getting people are asking about um, you know who the Packers are going to go out and get. They may find uh, a couple of contracts to extend and or restructure, but you would assume that they're not going to have um, a bevy of free agents that are going to be out there that they're going to be able to afford. Maybe one guy is a veteran for a wide receiver position, but that's going to be about the extent of it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Hey, coming up here in about 15 minutes, 10 minutes, really, Justin Causey, or Justin Casey, I should say, NFL scout for the 33rd team, so to speak. Uh, he is all set up with us. He's going to be joining us. He comes with our from our guys, the uh, 33rdteam.com. Uh, he works with our buddy Jimmy Shapiro uh, from uh, um, betonline.ag, who gives us all our betting odds. So uh, that group is out and about. So Justin's going to be joining us, and we'll get his breakdown of the Green Bay Packers and what they did and some of the teams that won, some of the teams that did not win, at least a, a, you know, according to the 33rd team, so to speak. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk with him coming up here in about 10 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Um, this is from Anthony. Anthony says, uh, hey, unit, the fact that they didn't get any big-time wide receivers, uh, does this bother you? They need somebody alongside Christian Watson. This team doesn't have a lot of talent as far as pass-catching ability. Well, um, okay, let's let's look at it this way. Uh, let's first and foremost start out with they know they didn't go out and get big-time wide receivers. You, and Jigba didn't fall to them. And, you know, some of the other guys around him, that the, the run on receivers – for the receivers that we coveted, we said that once Njigba went or one, one, once one of the other guys went, it was going to be like bang, 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 bang. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So you didn't get them. Uh, I do like the fact they, that they took Jaden Reed in the second round out of Michigan State. I don't know what he's going to develop into. Um, he, to me, he's more of a slot guy. Ben, do you agree? I think he can play all over the place. I saw him play outside and put up two game-winning touchdowns on Wisconsin last year. Well, who didn't? I don't know what he's going to be, though. 
He's the that pick was weird to me. And yeah. and that's the one player I'm not going to make a a long-term assumption on based on what I saw in school, but I thought I thought they would like Jalen Hyatt more, for instance, yeah. who went to New York. Uh Jalen Hyatt by the way rated higher than Reed did. Um for the most part, um, it was basically uh, Quentin Johnson out of TCU and Jigba out of Ohio State's uh, Flowers uh, out of Boston College. And then uh, Jordan Addison out of Southern Cal, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Uh, they went Josh Downs. Uh, and then this is our lads, by the way. Uh, then it was uh, Rasheed Rice, Tyler Scott, Nathaniel Dell, Jonathan Malingo, um, and, and Jaden Reed was way down that list. He only rated a 7.47. Uh, he was a four-year starter. We all know that. He did come from this area out of Naperville. Uh, he was at Western Michigan for a season before he ended up going over to uh, Michigan State. But uh, he can make some big plays in, in big moments. Uh, you know, they say he, he can be a guy that can come across the middle, too, which the Packers don't genuinely have. They don't have – this – Jalen Reed, to me, is when you look at his measurables – He's kind of the equivalent. Um, uh, he's kind of the equivalent of me. I, I want to say I, I, I want to equate him to a Donald Driver, but I don't because Driver ended up with such a high resume by the time he had left Green Bay, by the time he retired. But Reed is the guy. The one thing Donald Driver did so well over the middle was he could take a hit. Donald Driver was – he was like Gumby, man. I've seen him take some of the most vicious hits out there and get up, do the shimmy shake, drop the ball for the first down and get back uh, into the huddle. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, this guy's dead. He's – you know, but he was a guy that could take a hit. Reed is a guy that can take a hit. He does create some cushion and some separation. Uh, he can do it quickly. He can do it quickly. When you, when you look at his height, he's only 5'10", though. So he's, he's – and he doesn't have a huge vertical. 5'10", uh, 191, but he's got a flat 4.4, flat 4.440 speed. Um, the one he ran was a 4.39. The other one he ran was a 4.4 even and another 4.4 even. I mean, he's got consistent get-up-and-go speed, but very quick off the, uh, off the initial hit. So, and, and like I said, does create separation. Good with his hands. One of the things with Reed was that he had kind of that I don't want to say Devontae, but Devontae was very good at separation. He wasn't like a big-time speed guy. But Devontae was just very crisp in what he did. He had, he had a good move. So I like him in that sense. I don't know what he'll end up being, though. At 5'10", you're not – unless you're getting a ton of separation downfield, you're, you know, and you've got a 37-inch vertical, you're not – you're not – getting that big-time deep threat separation. That's going to be more Christian Watson, but this guy could possibly be over the middle with quickness on inside routes, outside routes, dig routes, back shoulder throws. That's more where he's going to excel. He's not going to be a big-time downfield burner because he doesn't have the height to do it. That's my opinion. I just, you know, from what I've seen. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Justin Casey is going to be joining us from the 33rdteam.com. He's going to join us. We'll talk a little NFL draft when we come back. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you on this Monday, breaking down the NFL draft and the Packers' place in it. Hopefully you're enjoying your day this rainy, craptastic day. But as far as optimism reigning supreme for the Green Bay Packers, many hoping that Jordan Love is the real deal and that they got him enough help to be able to be successful. Let's talk about that draft uh, yet again. Our good friend uh, John Cooper from Our Lads Scouting Service back with us. John, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. <laughs> so, like, first of all, let's let's just talk Green Bay Packers overall. How do you think this team did? I think it did well. I think, uh, you know, they had a lot of picks, uh, you know, getting some of those seventh-round developmental players. And, uh, you know, I think the guys they got at the top of the draft, uh, you know, addressed some needs. You know, they got... Uh, some offense with their next uh, three players after the edge rusher. And um, that was a need, too. They needed to improve what was going on on the edge, especially with, uh, you know, the injury they had to Gary. So give me your thoughts when you when you look at the uh, the overall draft and the, the weapons that they needed to get around Jordan Love. The two tight ends, Jaden Reed, the wide receiver, those three picks, after going defensively, those three picks specifically, how much of an impact do you think they'll have almost immediately? Because they, they don't have any depth, really, in any of those positions. They got, uh, what is it, I think five wide receivers that were on the on the roster prior to the draft, and they basically didn't have any pass-catching tight ends at all. Right, which is why I like the two picks, you know, at tight end. I think Tucker Kraft could really be something special. He's a developmental player in some ways. But, uh, you know, he flashes ability to block. He's a solid receiver. We think Luke Musgrave, had he been able to finish his season this year, you know, he really, really looked good early until he had the knee injury. You know, he might have been the top tight end in the draft. You know, that's kind of the way we were looking at it. And we said, well, it's just a shame that he got hurt because he was really playing well. I was reading your uh, your report on Reed, uh, the wide receiver out of Michigan State. Is he, because he's only 5'10", he's still got good speed. I watched his 40 runs in 4'3", 4'4", 4'4". So he comes out to a 4'4 speed, but he's only 5'10", and you're going up against, most of the time, bigger now corners. So I wouldn't assume he's going to be a downfield guy. Is he more of a slot guy? Yeah, I think that's probably where his best uh, place is, but he's got pretty good leaping ability, and he can handle uh some of those contested situations. He's got a good catch radius, which is uh, better than that 5'10 size. But he's got a great burst, uh, you know, in, in and out of his cuts. So he's, you know, he's more than a possession receiver. He's got good speed. He can stretch the field. And, uh, you know, I think he can really help both inside and outside. Dontavian Wicks, the wide receiver out of Virginia. Uh, give me a little bit of a lowdown on him as well, your thoughts there when they chose him. Well, I think what hurt him was he had a lot of drops. Uh, he's got, but he's another one with a good catch radius. He's more of a he's going to be a possession receiver type guy. He's got to work on his hands. They're going to have to focus on that uh, that part of his game. He can go up and get it. I mean, he's going to be the kind of guy if they can improve that that uh, will be able to make tough catches on the sideline, outside defensive backs for for the ball. Uh, I think that's the thing that he, both of those receivers have good catch radiuses for their size, which is bigger. But uh, he's going to. But there's going to be a developmental curve with him. 
Now we know that Rashawn Gary being down with any injury, we don't know when he's going to come back. So obviously they go with Lucas Van Ness, the defensive end out of Iowa. They went with the big defensive tackle, Colby Wooden out of Auburn. They needed another defensive end and Carl Brooks coming out of Bowling Green. The, the, the bolstering of the defense, and specifically when Gudikins went to his postseason presser, he said they didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback, they didn't have enough up front, and they didn't utilize him, at least to, you know, kind of Cliff Notes version. So give me your thoughts on what they did in that area. Well, it looks to me like like a lot of NFL teams are trying to build a rotation. They don't want to have just two good edge rushers and two interior defenders for your nickel package. They want that nickel package to be to have about seven guys. And that's you're going to play nickel if you're a decent team 75% of the time on average. And so you're going to have a four-man front out there. Although the Packers do use a three-man front, you know, in their in their uh, nickel package, we like to call it a joker package, too. But you're going to have four guys out there, and you and if you're in a game where you're playing well, you want to rush the passer. You want to make sure they can't come back. You want to make sure it's a tight game. You can get to the quarterback, and you want to be able to do it late in games because that's where they're 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 won. And we think Colby Wooden, for example, is a high motor guy that fits in a rotation. He's uh, He's an edge guy that uh, can work inside, so he could be a five technique in their base, but he can be the three technique, as can um, um, your, your Carl Brooks. Carl Brooks is bigger. You know, he's another guy that fits that same mold. They were, you know, kind of like men without a position in some ways. You know, Brooks being projected inside, a defensive end type guy uh, that probably will play tackle in the NFL, and he's going to be a rotation player for the Packers. They hope he can play right away. And I think Lucas Van Ness is the same player, except he's your guy that is going to play all the time. He's going to be your primary, you know, edge pass rusher, you know, coming out of this draft. I think they've improved their their defensive rotation. As you got two rotational guys and you got one guy that's a starter. Although the funny thing was at Iowa, that's what Lucas Van Ness was. He was a rotational player. That, that didn't start games, but he played significant reps and was an impact player in those reps. Talk with John Cooper from Our Lad Scouting Service, OURLADS.com, is where you can go and see all their stuff. Now, uh, talk, talk, talk to me about Sean Clifford, the, the quarterback out of Penn State. I mean, some thought in the fifth round it was a bit of a reach. Others thought it was a really good value pick at that point in time, considering they really didn't have a backup quarterback on the roster. Give me your thoughts there. Well, there's a run on quarterbacks there, and I think maybe some of the guys that they would have liked to have taken were gone. We we thought uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell would have been a nice pick for them, but he was gone. And uh, so you have to decide, are you going to take Max Duggan or are you going to reach a little bit and take somebody who's got a lot of experience as a starter? Four years at Penn State as a starter, doesn't have the greatest arm strength. He's not a creator uh, necessarily, but he's a solid you know, football player. And yeah, we think that's a little bit of a reach, but, but it's an understandable reach. Every team has to put three quarterbacks on the field every week. And um, he's going to have to, right now, he's going to be one of those guys. And uh, you're going to have to, you're going to try to develop him as a guy that can come in and come off the bench and play for you. And with his experience, uh, compared to maybe some of the other guys that uh, they could have taken, you know, he could fit that mold. The uh, the place kicker, uh, Anderson Carlson out of Auburn, 
Uh, I'm not a big fan of taking kickers in a draft, but we all know the Packers needed one. And anytime you've got one there of substance, you tend to value that particular position because of the points that it can give you, specifically the field position that can be flipped because of kickoffs as well. So give me your thoughts uh, on taking Anders uh, Carlson, uh, the place kicker out of Auburn, in the sixth round. Well, he was down the line a little bit for us. We thought he was more of a free agent kicker. But, uh, again, we only had two draftable kickers in our uh, in our book in Moody and Ryland. And we thought those two guys were very good, and they went a little higher than that. So, um, you know, uh, Anders Carlson is a, is a guy that has been effective. Uh, he's been a solid place kicker. There's been some inconsistencies. But, uh, you know, they they need a kicker, and i got to believe that, that he's going to be their guy. But they'll probably bring some other people in, you know, off the street for competition to see uh, if they can't find that player. Give me, give me your thoughts on the rest of the division. Start out with uh, the Detroit Lions and what they did. Uh, some love it, some hate it. Give me your thoughts. Well, you know, it was a little puzzling, it, but you understand it a little bit. You know, we knew Ty J. Spears fit their system. Not Ty J. Spears. Uh, 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 the kid from uh, tech, uh, Alabama. Uh, the running Alabama. Jameer Alabama. Gibbs? Yeah. Jameer Gibbs, yeah. I lost, uh, lost, lost him for a second there. We knew he fit the system, and uh, we didn't know what they were going to do with the running back. We'd been injured a lot. Of course, they sent him to the Eagles, and uh, that, you know, that changed things a little bit as far as uh, – how you view that pick. We still thought it was a little high. Jack Campbell, we think, is a tremendous football player. Um, we think that was a great pick. Uh, we, You know, the, uh, the Lions have two good inside linebackers already, but they're both will linebackers. They're not really their stand-in-there-and-take-you-on type guy, and that's what Jack Campbell is, but he's also a developing player in coverage, and we think, uh, you know, the more we, we look at that pick, we think that's a, a really good a really solid pick, you know, for them in the first round. And uh, they've improved, you know, with the defensive linemen they got later. You know, they've really Im- improved, you know, the overall focus of their defense. I mean, they want to stop the run. We thought they should have taken a corner somewhere higher in the draft. Uh, we were surprised that a corner wasn't their first pick. Uh, and then, so that, that was interesting. But other than that, you know, the players they got are, are solid. Well, uh, you you take their uh, the tight end position, and they ended up drafting uh, Sam Laporta, the tight end out of Iowa. Now, Hawkinson, we kind of figured last year when they got Hawkinson, they gave him, shipped him off to Minnesota. We thought, you know, uh, they're kind of you know cashing in on the season, and to much to our surprise, they were right in it almost up to the very end, and then finally knocked off the Green Bay Packers to end the Packers season. But uh, they restocked, so to speak, and Sam Laporta, many people, including our, our producer Ben Kenny, very very high on at the tight end position for as enough another weapon. For for golf, right? Great year for tight ends, and Laporta was one of the better ones as a receiver. So, you know, definitely. Um, so, yeah, they, they helped their offense, you know, with the two players they got. Sam Laporta is is a solid tight end, one of many. And uh, I kind of thought, you know, that might have been a guy the Packers would look at, too. And, uh, you know, and Hendon Hooker, we think down the line, Hendon Hooker might is going to be a very good quarterback. So taking him at, at six, at, you know, at sixty-eight when they got him, that's uh, that to me is a, in some ways a steal. Of course, he's not going to play right away, so you have to consider that as, as a factor. But uh, yeah, they're, they've upgraded their offense. You know, they got a good safety and branch. You know, I still wonder about the corner position. That's the only the only thing I think about there with them. 
Give me your thoughts on the Vikings and what they did in this draft as well, because right now many people pick them to be the top dog in the NFC North coming off the season that they just had. So they didn't have a ton of picks. That's for damn sure. They only had, I think, a total of six or seven. But uh, they went in on another wide receiver. They tried to bolster the secondary a little bit. Give me your thoughts there. Well, they got two good defensive backs, uh, you know, that are solid players, not great. Uh, players, we think Blackman is underrated, and uh, we think that was a nice pick pickup for them. We upgraded him quite a bit from our original board, and Jay Ward, uh, you know, is more of a nickel type guy. So they've they've improved there. Jordan Addison Addison is a solid receiver. He was the fourth best receiver on our board, and he bet, went about where we thought he would. Um, you know, we thought they might do a little bit more quarterback, but Jaron Hall is. Uh, you know, the type of guy that, that's, that's, you know, he's a fifth-round pick, and that's where we had him right in that mold. Uh, they picked up a really nice inside linebacker in free agency, Ivan Pace Jr., one of my favorite players, who I was shocked that he get drafted. So, yeah, they they some good things, you know, in terms of what they did in draft day and right after it. The, uh, the Bears have been the enigma. They've, they're just trying to put this thing together. Darnell Wright, the big offensive tackle out of Tennessee, they needed frontline help to protect Justin Fields because he was getting the hell beat out of him. Then after that, they went basically defense until they picked up the running back out of Texas in the fourth round, and then Tyler Scott, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati. But tell me about this team because I thought they would give more offensive help to Justin Fields, and instead they went more defensive heavy. Maybe they just did the right thing in going best available, but how good will the Bears be? Well, I was surprised at the fact that they didn't take an edge rusher when there were so many good ones, you know, available, I thought, in this draft uh, early. Uh, You know, Gervin Dexter is a guy that has good speed. He's a good interior pass rusher. You know, Zach Pickens Pickens can play the run, so they did upgrade the interior. You know, they passed on Jalen Carter with the trade. Uh, we were surprised that Darnell Wright was their pick. I think Paris Johnson maybe was the guy they had targeted, and he was gone. And we 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 liked um, Skaransky, um as the next pick. And Wright we thought was some inconsistencies, but a higher uh, a higher uh, ceiling. And so maybe the idea there is, hey, we can develop this kid. We can develop him into something special, and uh, we we like the traits. So. Um, so yeah, they, they're still building a team. They're building a defensive, uh, line rotation. They obviously feel that they can develop some of those pass rushers they have on their team. Uh, cause that's still to me, one of the areas that they're, they really need help is, is the edge and they really didn't get it in the draft. John, great stuff. Always appreciate the insight uh, and we will touch base with you guys definitely again very, very soon. Okay. Okay. You bet. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, John. There you go. John Cooper from Our Lads Scouting Service, O-U-R-L-A-D-S, OurLads.com. That's OurLads.com. Always great to get those guys on. So he said, look, hey, he likes uh, what the Packers did. Uh, There was a couple of guys that might have been, you know, rated a little bit higher, but he likes what they did. Uh, The Enigma is going to be the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Uh, Some maybe, we'll say, questionable decisions there, at least uh, according to those that do this for a living, so to speak. But uh, which, uh, as a Packers fan, that's what you kind of hope for. Out of all the teams in the division, many fe- seem to feel the Packers probably did the best. So now you wait and see. Now you wait and see. Uh, J.J., you bring up a really good question. He says, my question is, will Green Bay bring in a veteran wide receiver or a veteran quarterback? Um, 
I would say wide receiver, probably yes. You almost have to. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but you, the problem is you don't have a lot of money. So if you're looking for a guy after the June 1st cutdown day, you don't have a ton of money to go out and spend on some guy that's going to get let go because of his salary and his June 1st cutdown day. So I just don't know how much they can actually acquire. Or do you let the, the you know, do you let the group just go out there and do their thing and grow up together? Because you know you're going to take your lumps, but then you've got guys that are veterans that are like, God, I, I don't, I don't want to be, I want to win a championship you know i'm ready to go now so it's 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 a fine line you got to walk in the message you send when you're running a team like gutekinds to say what it is what direction you are indeed going um but it's a great question 877-867-1670 hit us up we're going to start taking phone calls coming back give me your thoughts the milwaukee admirals they they dropped game or they won game one and then game two in their first round of the playoffs against manitoba moose they dropped game two in overtime. They're coming back to the UW Panther Arena. They're going to be back there this Wednesday and hope to see you down there. A lot of fans, a lot of hockey fans ready for this postseason. This team's a good team, and they could have Calder Cup aspirations when it comes to how good their ability actually is. Get behind them. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for all the ticket information. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.